Father Productions presents Inclusion We Digress. The best hour of your life, you'll never know. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Inclusion We Digress. Thank you guys so much for coming back, as always, and listening. We appreciate your patience as we've gone through our little break from all this. We've been going through career changes and school and all these million other things. Our bodies are changing. Gentle, Hopefully from gentle. here on out, we are sticking to our schedule and we will be putting out weekly episodes. Uh, so thank you guys for being patient with us and for bearing with us through this weird time. But before we get into anything today, we have to introduce the guys as always. So we have the three gentlemen who reside on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and that would be Mike, Kyle, and Patrick. So gents, how are we doing tonight? Don't all talk at once. Well, I, I was waiting for you people to talk. But, whoa, uh, what do you, whoa, what do you mean, you people? You two idiots. What do you think I mean, you people? Enough of that. We're surviving. I don't know. Uh, it, it's month 6,475,000 of, of uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, I rarely leave my apartment. So, yeah. Getting really good at Call of Duty, though. Yes, I can attest to that. I, mm-hmm. I was with the boys on Saturday, and I watched... Kyle and Pat just completely destroy some people and some, some noobs. Is there, is there headquarters? proper nomenclature? Headquarters, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I can certainly attest to the fact that they are quite good at Call of Duty now. They've come a long way. Yeah, not a lot of sex going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, priorities. <laughs> exactly. Yes, today, since it's been about, I would say, five weeks since we last recorded, we wanted to start our return with something that we all love very much, which is sports. Which, since we've last spoken, we've crowned two champions. We are days away from crowning a champion in baseball. We are in the midst of an absolute dumpster fire of a season for New York football, at least. But football kind of as a whole has had some major hiccups as they kind of are getting things off the ground with COVID. And I think Daniel Jones had a hiccup during his run there, too, or something. I think he either had a hiccup or uh, he shit himself. Those are really the only two options. Or Bradley Cooper, American Sniper from the top of the stadium. Oh, it was John Cena. We all know that. Come on. Oh, no, it was, it was, it was the Randy Orton, first of all. Yeah, it was, it was Randy RKO. Orton. It was not John Cena. Um, and yeah, well, the, 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 uh, Dan trying to turn that over to me there was <laughs> to say a little bit about the Premier League season, which has been absolutely crazy, in which, uh, if you're watching on the video, my, my boys are shockingly in first place after six games. I don't understand what's going on, but I love every second of it. Um, Formula One's been, um, would you use the word predictable, Michael? Yeah, it's yeah. the same three. So, so uh, Formula One to give everybody an update for anyone who cares. Uh, we've had twelve races now. <clears throat> um, the podium has had the same three drivers on it for seven out of twelve races. Um, Lewis Hamilton is now the all-time winningest driver with ninety-two career wins. Uh, he's passed Schumacher's poles. He's passed Schumacher's podiums. He's now, by any stretch of you know gross figures, the greatest driver of all time. Whether or not I would add that title to his moniker i don't necessarily know but very impressive nonetheless and you know congratulations to lewis he's a he's a good he's a good guy yeah so so that's that's f1 covered and now yeah, he, the premier league which is the stupidest thing i've ever seen this year that everton is the premier premier league team oh we are we are oh it's my god it's dude excellent it's excellent in every way um, Move out. no um so for anybody who follows soccer, I would uh, want to be relegated out of the apartment. You, oh, that's yes, with the puns, <laughs> with the puns. Dude, I love it. The first one was a yellow card. This is a red card. Yeah, that might be, that might be a card. That's fair. <laughs> so, 
just as a rundown, Everton they made some great moves. He got a great coach in the, in the middle of last season. The offseason made a lot of really great incoming transfers, and they've really transformed the club. They went the first uh, five games unbeaten, only to suffer a depressingly hard-to-watch defeat, which uh, the boys watched with me this weekend, 2 nothing to Southampton. Uh, they remain at the top of the table, though, and clear on goal differential ahead of the red team from uh, Liverpool, which is Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck them. But other than that, it's been a great season. It's been very interesting. Uh, you know, Aston Villa went and blew Liverpool out of the water 7-2 to at one point. Manchester United have lost 6-1 to Tottenham this year and are currently sitting 15th in the table. Uh, Manchester City, the perennial champions, are sitting 13th in the table. Um, Arsenal, who are terrible, are 11th, so that's not really a surprise. But it's very interesting. Newly promoted Leeds team is sitting in sixth place right now. It's just really wild. Um, it's been a very interesting season. A lot of really great goals. A lot of huge VAR controversy, which is a video assistant referee, which uh, for anybody who doesn't watch is very similar to our replay in the U.S. It's sort of modeled off it, but it's not really used as well. And they're sticking to the letter of a law, which is, is not really written the right way and has been changed in the offseason. So it's caused a lot of issues um, in the Merseyside Derby, which was Everton versus Liverpool. There was a goal ruled out the last possible second because a guy was offside by something like two centimeters, which and I'm an Everton fan. And we were losing seven inches. Uh, less than one america um yeah well, okay. um, it's america like what, what's that in uh, labrador retrievers yes labrador retrievers uh just the tip of the tail yeah so it's been great it's been a really interesting season i'm flying i'm very happy uh this weekend was a reality check and we'll see where things go from there but if i'm going to be honest with the world i would assume that liverpool will be the champions again and that hurts every bone in my body to say that out loud they will probably be the champions again. I think you'll see rebounds from Manchester City just because of the quality of the coaching and the quality of the players. Um, Arsenal tend to pull it together. Chelsea will absolutely pull it together when the team is not as injured and, and they can really get into their stride. I'll put my boys finishing sixth. I officially took them finishing eighth in my official prediction, which I have on a piece of paper. Um, but we shall see. If you don't watch, uh, it's a great season to get into it. There's goals galore. There's no fans. So you can actually, and then unlike American sports, they're not piping noise in. So you can actually hear the players talk to each other and, and you know, yell at each other and yell directions. And since it's the English Premier League, it's all in English, no matter where the players are from. So it's very interesting. And that's something Real that English, I think, though. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> the King's English. Proper, proper English. King's proper. Well, the Queen's English at the moment. But uh, for, mm. you know, however long she wants to live, which at this point might be forever. Yeah, so that's my little rundown on the, on the Premier League. I appreciate it. And uh, knowing, re-listening to this at the end of the year, and when Everton finished not fifth, but like 12th, we'll see how I feel then. But at the moment, <laughs> I'm flying. I have my new jersey on. Uh, also, fun fact. So this new sponsor is Kazoo. Kazoo is what we would call Carvana. So it's the thing where you like order the car online and they have the stupid vending machines. Mm -hmm. And does anyone want to guess what this means in slang Italian? Penis. It does. It does in fact mean yes. penis. So people are walking around in Italy. We have an Italian coach. People are walking around in Italy with these jerseys on and everyone's like, eh, it says penis. Well, is, it, is it actually spelled that way? Yes. Okay, that, that, I, I had no further questions. It's, it's not, so that would be, so that'll be like Il Kazoo. Il Pazoo or I don't know. Whatever, yeah, but Kazoo. Be it's it's C-A-Z-O-O -O is the name of, of the company that sponsors Everton. And yeah, it means penis in Italian slang. Mm -hmm. 
And I had that confirmed on a podcast, another podcast listening to the One Football Podcast by an Italian journalist. So it's definitely the truth, which is so unfortunate. Who didn't do that research? But yeah, Premier League is very interesting. If you haven't never gotten into it before, like I said, this is the year. Uh, maybe support my boys. They're on, they have very reasonable game times for the rest of the year. There's no more 7 a.m. games. Everything's at 10 a.m. or 3 o'clock on a Friday. So it's all good off the toffees. And now back to regularly scheduled, what you people would call conventional sports. <laughs> Well, I would say in defense of, of Everton, Kyle, I, I know this weekend was tough, but I actually enjoyed watching the game with you. Was, uh, I, I've never really watched Premier League myself, but it's definitely much a much higher level of soccer than it is here in America. So, Oh, yeah, the MLS is, is, is disgraceful compared to yeah. this. I mean, if you took the MLS teams, they'd probably play in the third tier in England. So that's mm-hmm. you know, just for, for context, that's the word I was looking for. Yes, so to Kyle's point, getting back to – uh, some of the sports have been happening here in the United States. Two sports uh, just finished up their seasons a couple of weeks ago. So the NBA and NHL, respectively, completed their bubbles, both surprisingly without any COVID cases. Um, so kudos to them for really doing a great job, running a great operation. Uh, I think the NHL in particular actually went from day one to finish without anything, which is spectacular. So Zero controversy, period. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so It was sneaking people into – their respective bubbles either no, no leaving mm-hmm. to go to do family things and then going to a strip club for chicken fingers yeah. like i right. i truly that i didn't get i don't know if it was chicken fingers but it might as well have been chicken fingers well um that would actually be a almost a good excuse it was it was, it was chicken wings lou williams is like oh we went there to like get chicken wings chicken wings a, okay i mean i was close club. but still yeah. you could just they would make them for you it's disney mm-hmm. come on i don't know did you see those those lunches or whatever they were eating there for a while they were like, bad yeah they were not good some real um, fire fest shit. They saw some, they, listen, they had some tasty breasts up in there of chicken. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to say on that one. I'm I, just going to have to leave that where it is. I guess with that, we'll transition to the NBA to start mm-hmm. and then we'll uh, hit NHL secondly. But yeah. uh, so the NBA, if you were not paying attention or live under a rock, the Lakers ended up winning the NBA finals, unsurprisingly to pretty much everybody. <laughs> so fitting I for the Lakers, to- and I don't know if anyone else did. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, actually, Kyle that, one. Everybody else, go fuck yourselves. Well, real bold prediction. My yeah, believe Mike picked the Bucks. Shock, shock face. Mike, you <laughs> picked the Bucks. I'm almost positive. I picked the Bucks to start, and I think I changed mine to the Heat. I just couldn't <laughs> pick the Lakers. I think I picked yeah. the Celtics. So I, I think I picked the Bucks. Uh, not, uh, not the Bucks. But, um, Clippers. No, no, no. Um, the freaking Nuggets. The Nuggets. Oh, yeah, the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Listen, the Nuggets were, were a good look. I, I think, it, you know, not even, I think if, if you look at the way that the Nuggets played against the Lakers versus every other team that the Lakers played in the bubble, they were the only one who really gave them competition. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Heat obviously did the, the finals, heat, but yeah. I think you got you to add the fact that A, it's the finals, and that B, you know, they're exhausted at that point. Um, right. The Heat, the series certainly would have been closer had Goran Dragic been healthy and had Bam Adebayo been healthy the whole time. Yep. But I think they're going to have to back up the brink truck for Bam at this point. Yep. They also got like wrecked yeah, like at least two skill next year. four games. Like they got absolutely yeah. just weren't even in yeah. the game. Game was it game? Yeah, game six. Yeah, was game, game, game one. Game one. Let me, let game one was let a me go down there. Game one, they lost by 18. Uh, yeah, game one. I'm going to pull up the full thing. They, they got, I mean, no game that they won was close. Yeah, game one was 116.98. Game two is one twenty four, one fourteen. Then game five of the Heat. Game three, the Heat won one fifteen, one oh four. 
Lakers won 102-96. That was probably the cool – no, the closest game was when the Heat won in game five, 111-108. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't – like, it wasn't all that. And I'll say that good. Pat dead called the Laker – the Heat with eight minutes to go in the first quarter of the final. Oh, yeah. Game. I done chained them. I was like – Yeah. Quote the uh, – he, he was like, it's cat. over. It's yeah. over. I was like, done. Well, they were getting doubled, like, on every half. Every half they were getting doubled. Well, they were only down yeah. by like eight or nine at the time, though, or something like that. Like they just but, it, but it was early. They just weren't. They weren't showing up. Um, I mean, so so what do we think about this in the context of? I would say two major. So three major things. Well, we, I feel like we should touch on the Clippers and the utter explosion that that was, and the mm-hmm. weird way they're trying to rebuild mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think we also need to touch on the fact that LeBron now has four rings, and if we want to talk about rings and numbers, now we can talk about rings and numbers. And we also need to talk about should the Bucks burn it to the ground and try again. So before we get into any of those, and I think they're all absolutely worth addressing, I want to quickly point out, just going back to the final for a second, someone who's taken a lot of hate over the years in the NBA is Jimmy Butler. And I think Jimmy Butler proved every single person wrong with his play in the playoffs and especially the finals. He's the reason yeah. that they were in any of these games. Absolutely. Yeah, I think – I mean, I think he, a lot of – has been built up in, in the media about him being a head case and him being a little crazy. And, you know, certainly he, he's a weird dude in, in his own ways, but I also think that the weird guys are usually the ones you want on your team. Like LeBron's not a normal dude. Nope. None of these guys that are, that are so unbelievable with their sports are, are you know, normal. They're going to be a little weird in the locker room. Jimmy's got a loud mouth because he knows he's better than these guys. And I think what he was doing in Minnesota was trying to push these guys like Carl Anthony Towns to be like, Hey, you step your shit up, dude. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> clearly, they didn't listen. So yeah, yeah but like Jim, I think Jimmy's he went about. Weird. I think I think he went about the whole like with the whole car in town thing. He went about it the wrong way. He'd show up like this and be like, "Give me the backups, and I'm gonna kick the shit out of you." And then you're supposed to get better off that. I think what I what I noticed from Jimmy with the Heat was that he was mentoring a very young team. Like him and Goran were just like. Here are a bunch of kids that are legitimate fetuses. Tyler Hero, with his credit, was was fantastic up until, arguably up until the finals, where he kind of disappeared and showed his his youth a little bit. The fact that he's he's yeah, he lost his he lost a little bit of his clutchness, like his shots were going down. I think Mm -hmm. what I would say about you know what you're saying with Minnesota, I think Jimmy this time had a group of people that were hungry. I don't think when he was in Minnesota, I don't think Cat was hungry. I don't think he wanted it. And I think that was Jimmy telling, like, I'm going to kick the shit out of you and something's got to wake you up. Because for a minute there, he was the next great thing. He was the next Anthony Davis. Now he's a good basketball player. Through Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah. I'm not denying that he is an excellent basketball player. Great talent, yeah. He ain't AD. He he ain't changing any team. You put him wherever you want. He's not going to make any team that much better. I wonder if part of it is that he was the first overall pick. He kind of got comfortable, you know, huge new contract. You know, that, that's got to be part of it. Like, he probably feels yeah. – The perennial all-star from that team. Yeah. Like, he, he knows exactly. that he's secured his spot as, like, a figure in the NBA. He's getting paid out the ass, whatever he asked for. I don't even know the numbers of his contract, but I know they're insane. Yeah, um, he's on a big deal. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I, I would tend to agree with that. Yeah. I think that there's complacency that forms with some, you know, some people. And I think he became complacent on a team that necessarily wasn't competitive. Mm -hmm. And he knew that he could try as hard as he wanted. 
and not like, you know, and he, even if he broke his back, he wasn't going to get them anywhere. I think that's kind of what it came down to. So, but I mean, I'm interested to see how they rebuild and see how things go there, but yeah, could be big, a while. big shout out to Jimmy Butler for that one. Well, I was going to say, there were, to Pat's point, Tyler Hero kind of disappeared. Obviously, Goran was hurt. Bam Adebayo, Adebayo was hurt. Uh, so it was kind of all on Jimmy. And We didn't disappear. Over- he was definitely noticeable when he got absolutely destroyed on a, a number of LeBron's drives when he tried to play defense. Well, so. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's, not, that's true. For splitting hairs. <laughs> I guess the thing is you have a young, inexperienced team in Miami who, again, went on just an incredible run to the playoffs, you know, beating the Bucs. Um, beating Boston, going through kind of the best of the East to get to where they are, then kind of running to a buzzsaw that is LA. That's you have the best player in the world. You have AD, who is obviously looking for his contract. It was just a tough matchup overall for Miami to overcome, and, and they'll be back. I have no doubt about that. They're a good young team. They got a great coach, as we've talked about this podcast there. before. Yeah, yeah. So they'll be back. Yeah, Spolstra. I think. <clears throat> I think you also. Have to, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think you have to credit Spolstra a lot for this team. I, you know, looking at the issues Jimmy's had in other teams, I think maybe he felt like the coach wasn't strong enough or the person wasn't doing enough because there's no reason that a player needs to come in and whoop some other player's ass unless the coach isn't doing it himself. Right. So I think, I don't know, Spolstra, everyone kind of just said, Oh, you know, he's, he's got his titles with LeBron and that is what that is. But he's clearly one of the best coaches in the NBA. He's the third longest tenured, second longest tenured, no, third longest tenured coach in the NBA behind Popovich and Rick Carlisle. So yeah, another, reason that uh, Miami is a very attractive destination in terms of a place to live. Mm-hmm. And now it's an attractive destination because they have a good basketball team. Yeah, again. Between, the, between and, the beaches and the taxes. And now it's an actual yeah. And I, right, I think uh, if you, is. if you look at, um, in my, my opinion, to, to sort of shift to the topic before, um, I was say, why would, transition there? <laughs> why would Giannis not go to the Miami heat? Are you kidding me? Pat Riley's leadership, coaching with Eric Spolstra, playing with a god like Jimmy Butler and all these kids. Mm-hmm. Like, geez. and your position is there. Your position is yours, dude. You can have it. So have you guys heard about what's going on, though, with, in Milwaukee? Like, with Giannis, it's basically like, I want to trade. Um, may it happen. And, like, we're not trading you, and we're going to gamble on us rebuilding this team like crazy in the off season and throughout the season that you're going to stay. That's what, that's their plan. I think that's a hard plan. And I know I said this to you at some point in the recent past, Mike, that what if he pulls a Kawhi? Oh, I'm hurt. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of people that are like, Giannis is not as good. Like, I think that'd be a great way for him to lose value. Everyone said that about Kawhi and then he came back and won a championship the next year. Different player. Kawhi, Kawhi proved that you could like probably you could use him to win a championship. I feel like I don't know if you I think could Giannis use Giannis to win a championship. hundred percent, he's the back-to-back MVP. You, if you don't win it, if you win MVP, you can be used to win a championship. Look at the people that have. Won I don't know MVP about that. <laughs> <laughs> he's also as versatile really a player there is in the league. He can play yeah. the four or five effectively because he's just fucking massive and he has the ball handling skills of anyone in the league he's he's you know run the table really nicely you know assist the ball ball well well. yeah defend very well like he's just a very well-rounded player so you insert him into a team like miami my concern with him would he fits i think on paper with what they need my question is how 
someone like Giannis, who does have a bit of an ego already because he's obviously number two player in the league. Now with Jimmy Butler, who we know historically, as we've already said today, has had some problems previously with other talent on their team. So yeah. I wonder how the chemistry would be. And maybe the X factor is Eric Spolstrom. Maybe it's the fact that they need someone who actually can whip and the ball and be like, and Pat Riley, right. <clears throat> really just a good organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that can be discounted. So yeah, do you, I mean, are you then Kyle um, suggesting that you think Milwaukee should blow it all up? Or do you think that they should try and go for it well, one more year when it's like a regular I mean, season, at least? I think at the very least you got to fire the coach. Cause I, it's, you, it's the same problem. It's the same problem every year. You get more of the same players to back these people up. You get they both did. Lopez brothers for some fucking reason. I, was like, well, I think Brooke, they did actually. Brooke Lopez is still is still a very good player in this league. They, 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 they fired they fired the coach, dude. When did they fire him? Uh, right. Oh no, nope, never mind. He will return. No, they haven't fired him. Yeah. He's no, there was a lot of speculation, but no, he's returning next year. He should be fired. Mm-hmm. Fired it, and, re- and rehired. You heard it here for you. It's like D'Antoni. D'Antoni walked away from that project because at the end of the day, he knew he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I also think Mike D'Antoni basketball no longer works in the NBA. And I think that's just been made pure, fairly obvious by the unmitigated, just offensive. Just How'd small ball? Small ball against the Lakers was probably one of the weakest, most ineffective strategies I have seen. They annihilated the Rockets. Even if the games were slightly close, they weren't in him. The rebounding alone was, I mean, they would get two and three and four opportunities to score on a possession. You can't, like, you can't mm-hmm. let that happen. Not, not, not in this league. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think he should go. I don't necessarily think they should burn it down, but I think they're going to have to accept that, that if I'm honest, I'm looking at the organization and being like, oh, God, really? Mm-hmm. If they don't get him something big this offseason, he's gone. Well, and here's the thing, though. The East isn't getting any better. You know, no. they, they have one more year where if they were to keep everything in place, you have a guaranteed um, top three you don't think the, the East. You don't think the Nets potentially could be really good next year? Could they insert themselves? You have the Nets I think the Nets could insert themselves. But I, but I also think that them being good doesn't necessarily make the East that much stronger. You know what but I mean? the East isn't that – you have the Nets – the Celtics, the Heat have proved that they're pretty good. The Heat, the Nets, the Celtics, the Heat, the Bucks. Yeah. Seventy yep. Sixers I mean, are fucking garbage, and I don't care what anyone says. They're gonna be even worse with Doc Rivers, because yeah. uh, when when's the last time Doc Rivers a uh, Doc Rivers team was good? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yep. No. Or oh seven, oh eight. I think that was actually. Oh, when yeah. they won the championship in oh eight. Yeah, with the, the anything's possible championship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, was also with an elite team. Yeah, unbelievable right. group of players. I was, he's Doc is very good at getting his teams to like just above five hundred and getting into the playoffs and maybe winning a surprise first round. But he has historically not been a coach who's gotten his team to do very deep runs in the playoffs. That's just not. Yeah. I don't know if it, that's his fault or it's just that the teams around him aren't as good. But nothing, I don't know. nothing against him as a person. He seems like a nice guy, but I, I just, I don't. I think you're seeing a. a changing of the guard for the coaches who were good, but not all time greats. I mean, there's a reason that Popovich is still effective because he's an all time great coach. Mm-hmm. Doc the Rivers team is-, is talked about like that, but he isn't. Right. And I guess that's probably a hot take, but I just, no, no, I, don't think take. I think it's stats show that he's not been like an exemplary. I mean, he's, he's been a good coach in terms of 
regular season success, but yeah. you're judged on your titles. And that. This year with his arguably since that Celtics team is probably his probable best team on paper was this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they still could, the Clippers still couldn't make it past the second round, which they haven't in their entire history, which is hilarious. And well, Steve Dagos paid what, $2.2 billion for them? Yeah. They, they, oh my God. They gave up how much? How much did they give up for PG 13? Just oh, like a, a, they have, a king's they have no, ransom. They have no picks for the next like five years, basically. They have no like mm-hmm. first, second, or third, like basically sprinkled for the it was next. Like, it was a Paul Pierce Garnett trade uh, for the Nets, essentially, but worse. Yeah. Yeah. And they're gonna trade they're gonna trade Paul George for uh, a bag of pucks. Yes, I know it makes it a sport. Mm-hmm. I mean what what's he worth at this point? Apparently after hey. his like post losing speech, he was laughed out of the locker room. He was I mean he's still like a very good basketball player, but yeah, he's just joke. I think we've all been I think we've all been hoodwinked by Paul George. I still listen, he burst onto the scene, I think. For his defensive playing ability, mostly he was just like yep. a shutdown defender, and then he learned how to like how to hit threes like very consistently, consistently, and then he just like forgot how to shoot, and then just his head was and just he wasn't forgot in how it. to play defense. Yep. In the, in the order in which he learned it, it was unlearned. <laughs> I think he became too famous too quickly. That's that's kind of how I would put it because he was such a great player with the Pacers. Pacers, yeah. And then what? <laughs> That was a great – I'm not going to say great because they didn't win and shit, but that was a very solid Pacers team too. Yeah, it was a very good Pacers team. Wait, do you guys remember the Paul George uh, commercial of Gatorade when he hits, like, the game-winning shot? Yeah. They, I think they played it, like, once or twice as, like, a troll in the playoffs. <laughs> I definitely remember seeing it this year. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. He did get famous too fast. He got endorsements. He got a shitload of money. He I think it went to his head. He's, he's like Carl Anthony Towns. He's like a perennial all-star who... Who can ball, who's undoubtedly a great basketball player. Mm-hmm. But he's not but, your dude. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not your dude. And I... The, well, the dude, your dude on that team was Kawhi, but it, regardless, yeah. yeah. I mean, even when he left, uh, what did we call it? The trade for Oladipo, right? And then Oladipo was sick. Like, that was your dude. And yeah, Depo, and Depo's still sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would like to make a prediction. On this Monday, October 26th, at the time of recording. Year of our Lord, 2020. The Los Angeles Lakers are going to go back to back. I don't think that's a unrealistic nope. prediction. No, right? but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it now and not in eight months. Right when do, now. When do you yeah. think um, the season will start again? I know they were planning so, to, uh, Christmas, yeah, but there's still a lot to be sorted out. Unless that was Dan that was like, segment. It sounds like Christmas, Christmas. Um, because the NBA has a big thing about playing on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and there's been NBA games on Christmas Day for a very, very long sure. time. Sure, it's just a lot, a lot to, to be sorted. So I'm just like throw, being devil's ad, playing devil's advocate yeah, for course, a second. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, like they need, to, they need to be in training camps before Thanksgiving. Also, players have said they're like they've already voiced that they're not happy with that. Yeah, uh, Danny Green came out today and was like, "Yeah, that's what the league, that's what the league thinks." I mean, I know his opinion is not valid for much, but. I, uh, but here's the thing. His opinion is fine. The teams that went deep in the playoffs, yes, uh, I'm sorry for your success. But the teams like the Knicks that haven't played in it, 10 months. Do you months, think they do some sort of extended training camp? They do the or, micro bubble that they talked about. I think you got to start it all at once or you don't start it. Because I know you can't the, do one and the other. Everything has to start at once because then if it doesn't, you're going to get teams bitching about the fact that they've been playing for longer and that they're more tired or they played more games or the. No excuses. 
Start like the season at the same time and figure it out because the bubble, I'm going to be honest with you, they created a bubble in an incredibly small amount of time that was 100% effective. They yeah. can figure out how to get this shit together. I think that the Knicks, though, should play. Like, say it's a 72-game season, which is what they're talking about. The Knicks should play 144 games, and we should take all of their wins over the 144 games yes. and then put them into a 72-game season. <laughs> yes. And then yes. just do the math. Can we, can we do it'll still rate? be, like, 26 wins. Yeah, I was going to say, it really it'll still be, like, the 10 seed. It's they, not going to be 26 <laughs> wins. It's <laughs> <laughs> Can we do like 12, a fundraiser? 12, like every Knicks win, can we, wins, okay. every Knicks win, can we as a podcast donate to some charity of some sort? I, yeah, I, that. I like that. <laughs> Let, let's donate a dollar for every dollar, Knicks. Dollar every Knicks win. A dollar. We'll be donating ten dollars. Get the fuck out of here. So <laughs> make sure donate. What a donation. You should do five dollars a win. Five dollars a win. To the Make a Wish Foundation, because that's what the Knicks. <laughs> <are doing. laughs> so maybe to, maybe do something like basketball related in New York City or something like that. Make a wish. I wish the Knicks would not be a team anymore. I wish, would go away. <laughs> I, wish, I, wish Tar- I wish Dolan would sell the fucking team. Sell the team. It'll never happen. Yeah, it's okay. If he ever hears it, I'll be banned from MSG for the rest of my life. I want to hire the I want to hire the people who got so the Wilpons. I like I want to hire Mets fans, which I mean most of them are Knicks fans anyway. Hire Mets fans. But I want to hire Mets fans on Twitter just to keep trolling Dolan in the same way you guys trolled uh the Wilpons for so many years. How's it it's been a decades long process like it's it's not something that happened overnight it's been a decades-long process trust the process i that think the knicks true. won't be good until 2032 hmm, i think what, i guess i think what needs to happen is that we that's all like so one of us one of us needs to go to law school probably kyle um and then yeah. become, a, become a lawyer for like <laughs> become a lawyer for like the innocence project and then get okay. bernie made off off like get him out <laughs> of jail I'm not getting Bernie Madoff out of jail. No, 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 no. It's for the no, no, no. We don't need Bernie Madoff out of jail. We, what we need to do, what we need to do, here's how you actually make Dolan sell the Knicks. You stop going to the fucking games. Also, right. to, to Let the also, suits go. Let the suits go all they want. After Madoff. Don't go to the game. Also, Madoff didn't fuck over the Dolans. Madoff fucked over the Wilpons, and they've sold a decade later. And that's still a, a, a very long domino effect uh, away. So even after, assuming Kyle gets gets into law school, I'm assuming he'll get into law school. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle gets. Kyle law will school. get into law school. He becomes a defender at the, or he becomes a defender for the Innocence Project. Gets Bernie Madoff off on a technicality, mm-hmm. then somehow finds a way to like make Schmerty Madoff mm-hmm. uh, fake person, the accountant <laughs> or someone in the financial office for the New York Knicks or the Madison Square Garden Company and then somehow get them into a bad investment and then un- like unravel the conspiracy, money disappears, Madoff back to jail. Dolan, mm-hmm. only thing he owns is... Sure, like, Schmadoff. Yeah, yeah, Schmadoff. Uh, and Dolan only owns his like bluegrass fiddle for the rest of his life. And then, then they have to sell... It's like, oh, team. dang, it happened again. Oh, it was the same guy. Ah, oh, dang it. So, so all I'll say is, excellent plan. You know what the problem with that is? It's psychotic. Laid it out on a podcast. (laughs) I'm going to commit the following amount of crime. Here's how I'm going to do it. And here's how long it's going to take. We're going to erase the part where we real, a real fucking criminal mastermind here. A real Jordan Belfort of the modern era. Well, it's not going to be exactly like that. We're going to change some of it. (laughs) Also, also, okay. Here's the way to solve all crimes that we just committed. Allegedly. This is what we're allegedly. Or here's 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 our, our, our um. I'm gonna not 
incriminate us. We're not going to do any of that, guys. We're good. <laughs> For legal reasons. Like how you, oh, this <laughs> is <Yeah>. not true. <laughs> yeah, how you should do it. Yeah, <laughs> legal counsel has us. We can't do that. Um, well, I wanted to quickly just go back um, to Pat, your point, because I, it actually is a really good point. So the NBA is actually, they've come out and said that they're trying to get season start, the next season started by Christmas uh, and trying to do somewhere between like a 65 and 75 game season. Um, so they can try and correct the sports schedule again. So it's not all misaligned like it is now, but you are right. It's going to be very challenging to not only do free agency, you have to do the draft. You have to have at least a month, if not more training camps with the teams that have been out like next week, we said for 10 plus months. The, the only reason I said that is because I know in hockey, the plan was for the six or seven teams that didn't make, or were not uh, invited into the 2014 playoff. It was seven teams. Mm-hmm. Um, our, there were talks about them having some sort of like a two week extension of training camp just because right. at this point it's been nine months. March. Yeah. 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 Nine, 10 months. They played a game. So I, I listen to, to Kyle's point. I mean, obviously there could be finger pointing, um, but I think in the grand scheme of things, like for example, the Lakers played, when was, when was game, when was game six? How long ago? A couple uh, weeks ago? Like week ago? 11th? Yeah. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. End up, it's going to end up being a couple, two months. So really, really accelerated off season for them. And then a ridiculously long off season for other teams. That's going to make a difference. All, if all things remain are remaining the same from yeah. this point on, out. yeah, I think. Uh, but yeah, I <clears throat> listen. It's what the NBA wants, but I, I also think that you know, Dan, you made a good point that we do low key need to correct the sports schedule while right. we're doing all this. We do need to understand that hopefully, God willing, holy everything, whatever God you pray to, that by 2022, we're back, you know, to what we know as normal previously of course not the new normal quote unquote um and just you know so i I think that's a that's a big consideration too and and that yeah they're talking about it in soccer too it's the same thing i mean they basically had like some teams had less than a month off before between like their last competition we might have been in europe granted but between that and and then getting back to their training camps so Mm. i think injuries are going to be a huge problem and you, you do need to Think about on schedule. I think more realistically is mid-January is is when you're going to start. You give up Christmas Day for this year. Maybe you, you they're a month. At, maybe they're three weeks into training camp and you have an exhibition of some kind, like or a charity game or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, obviously a lot to come with basketball in the next couple of months. We will probably do another episode pertaining with uh, basketball once like the drafts coming around and we can maybe start previewing. Uh, the Knicks return to play, which is going to be miserable for everybody. So yeah, terrible and hard at that point. Watch. <laughs> last fitting note on on basketball before we move on i think it's worth mentioning just fitting tribute this year with everything else going on everyone hates the lakers i know but i think it's a fitting tribute for the lakers to have won this year considering kobe passed away at the beginning of the year and all yeah. everything else happened. i think i'm okay with them having a championship the, the, the stars year. have aligned for them listen yeah. I, I was never like the biggest fan like I, I, I especially when lebron was on the heat i was never like a big fan of his like just because you know, I was kind of like the whole world versus him. Like everyone was upset by like the amount of coverage he was getting, and that there's just a ton of LeBron haters in general. But um, no, I don't think anyone is upset at them yeah. winning. I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, obviously, except for Heat fans. But, well, um, <laughs> just just made the, sense this year. I think the best team yeah. won. I think, and I, I think that's that was kind of the theme 
for a lot of these sports that were coming back, maybe arguably with, with, with whatever happens in baseball, and we're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you think the Rays deserve to be there, but I, I think in this case, yeah, no issues. Yeah. Well, that again, smooth transition, Pat. Going to hockey now. I do believe, as I think, sad as all of us were that the Islanders ended up losing in the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, really. I mean, they went on an incredible run, played a great series. They will be back, but I do think the best team ultimately did win the cup. Uh, and that, of course, was the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been going for it, you know, for six, seven years at this point. They're, also, they're, they're had just stacked, stacked, teams. stacked yeah. with talent. Mm-hmm. That decor so is ridiculous, time. by the way. I didn't even realize it was that good until we started playing them. Um, yeah. Not that the Islanders had a powerhouse offense by any stretch. Just like there was just no room, no room at all to do anything. Nope. I think what hurt, what hurt the most about all that was just that, like, Seeing them play, we could have beaten. Um, we could have easily beaten Dallas. I mean, I'm I not. I wouldn't say easily. But it we could have fight. But I think we could have beaten Dallas. I just we had a better shot. I think we were we were on par with Dallas rather than if we were going to beat the Lightning. It was going to take a little bit. Of, it was going to take a good amount of luck. And you know, while I think two games was probably fair, um, and there's plenty of moments you can point to over the course of the the six games, like, oh, what if, uh, you know, because I think the one game where the Islanders actually outplayed the, uh, the Lightning was game two, mm-hmm. and they ended up losing game two because they couldn't score. They couldn't solve Vasilevsky because that was Vasilevsky's best game. And, you know, it was only a matter of time. There's only a matter of time you can keep the Lightning hunger down for with that level of explosiveness, especially with being Kucherov and Point and, you know, Hedman. And... You know, they did. They they broke down. They had one big breakdown, and that was with. Uh, I was watching the game with Mike, and Mike and I were literally like, "All right, it's overtime." And then with like six seconds, was it like seven seconds left in the regulation when the lightning sword? I was just like, "Fuck!" I can confirm that. Yeah, was, Mike, was, Mike was, threw was, something at the television. Much. No, he threw it at the lamp and dented the goddamn. That's right. That's what happened. Uh, <laughs> okay. It was. I happened to have a roll of paper towels in my hand, and I was so mad that I was just like, "Ah." Fuck! I threw it and I managed to hit the lamp and I dented a lamp. You didn't which throw it at my television, which is all that really matters. Because if you had, you would have been dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, let's be honest. Mike was probably aiming for the television. When Mike throws things, they don't go. That is to true. Arrive is, destination. Mike and ball sports <laughs> do not mix. Do I have to bring the? Do I have to mention the anecdote from from uh, Marco Islands? <laughs> I think we've I discussed really the podcast it. before. Oh, it's always always worth mentioning. No, but back to lighting though. I, I do think that they came into the bubble extra motivated because they knew they were, I think, number two in terms of standing. They they had come in extra motivated after losing to you know Lumbus last year, getting swept by Lumbus even. Um, and, they just, and they just put their fucking fists in, like right through Lumbus. Yeah, this time. The first round this year, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they again they were just the best team in terms of talent, in terms of execution, just everything. Um, they deserved it. The question now becomes similar to M- the NBA. They've had the draft. They're well into free agency now. And I think from what it's, I've seen, they're been, trying to target January 1st. And it's been the lamest free agency I've ever seen. In terms of the bubble agreement, um, in order to like the return to play policy, they weren't going to raise the cap this year. That was what was decided, like agreed upon. Mm-hmm. So everyone's kind of forced to make players are trying – like they. They want to make more money this year because I think they, they didn't play as many games, so they didn't get paid. Um, at least I, I think that's how it broke down. But it was it's very tight, like especially a lot of contracts being negotiated now, and at least from the Islanders' perspective, they have a couple 
uh, restricted free agents going to arbitration right now. So that's, um, and they don't have a ton of cap room. So that's why, that's what kind of spurred all that. So um, yeah, it's kind of a lot of teams are really, really up against the gun. The only there was only two people that I liked it for arbitration. I thought it was Devin Taves and no, I mean, Doug I mean, like, I mean, like league wide, not just the team. Oh yeah, which is a terrible process. I don't know if you've ever heard anything about it. I, I spit and chicklets. The podcast did a a whole breakdown. They talked to a bunch of people that had been in arbitration. It's just like you go into a room with people that like your coach and your GM, and they're like. They're arguing why you should make less money. Yeah, like this guy doesn't hustle. He sucks getting in the puck. Like he's whatever. His girlfriend cheats on him. Like I was fucking his girlfriend. Well, that's how I know. That, like that, that's that, what they talk about. Well, that could be for the the scumbags who work for Spit and Chicklets, which they kind of are not like scum. They're they're not the greatest. None of them were the, like really the greatest players. Number one and 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 two, they weren't like the ideal Lady Bing Trophy winner. Um, no, but they were talking to like they were talking to forget it was two years ago they brought in somebody who had just come off of arbitration it was like a not, not the best but like you know a top six uh forward and they, they were talking he was talking about it and it was just like yeah they go in they start talking about your personal life they start talking about well what if you have a clean record like there's plenty of like complete saints out there so i think they, they, they make it up this is this is what happens when you have to attach a value to someone's ability to perform and then you have to vehemently well, argue with lawyers thing. as to why they should make less money. Arbitration is not a pretty process in any sport. I understand that, but like a lot of times, the reason they don't want to pay them less money is because the st- they like it doesn't make sense to them to statistically. So if I were, you know, I mean, I'm, there's plenty of obscure stats, especially in hockey when it comes to like Corsi percentage, like a whole bunch of stuff like that. But if, if you're like, hey, you know, I, I, I think Fire results do not out. guarantee a similar outcome. But let's. All right, people. Because Barzell, for example, you know, his rookie year, he was an 80 plus point player um, playing on like a more of a running gun type team, but they also missed the playoffs. But like the next two years, he only got, he only had like 60 points, 60 points last year. And this year, um, he was like in the 50s, I want to say, but he was, he was on pace for a little bit more than what he had. So, um, well, he's also become less of a goal scorer. He's become kind of the facilitator of the team, and at least for the first line. He's been um, more of a two-way player playing in a, right. in a better style, but, like, that's evidence that someone – so he's not eligible, uh, arbitration eligible for the sake of argument. You know, that's what something they would use probably. Like, hey, he didn't score 80 points like he did his, first, his rookie year. So, Yeah, that's also going to be – that's also something that they talk about a lot is, like, a detriment to his game is that he does sometimes wait too long and doesn't take shots, and I think mm-hmm. that is – that has hurt him in his development because he is just such a pass first player. And I get the whole playmaker thing, but he is your, you know, he is your premier guy, or at least he was your premier guy. You know, he's the load has been spread a little bit more. So he's got to start taking some more shots and he's young. He's got plenty of time. I'm not, I'm not at all worried about the situation, but you start getting a consistent 20 plus goals from a guy like that every year. And that, that really changes that top line. He's 23, right? He or 22. 20. 23, I think. Yeah, 23. I think he's 23. Yeah, okay. I mean, the thing with him is you immediately, when he's on the ice, can sense his presence. Like, you know where he is. You know what he's trying to do. Like, he's he's just one of those guys. Like, I, I would say he's an elite player in the league. I, I think it's fair to say, especially after the playoffs, too. I know he didn't score a ton, but just his ability to get the puck where it needs to be – you know, the Islanders need someone he, like that. So He's, he's, he's a little bit to be a little bit better two-way in terms of making – Good, de- good decisions and good checking 
on the back end because mm-hmm. he was definitely a lot of, I mean, he might end up being a positive or like a net neutral type player. But that's only because he gives up a, a lot of chance. Like I remember watching a couple of the highlights against the lightning. I think it, it not, I'm not just blaming it on him, but his line, for example, was, would oftentimes be late getting back. So, yeah. um, well, also know, just an observation. Jordan Everly until literally the Lightning series just, just having was the not sh- there. He just wasn't even, there. Even, even, the even during the series too. Even during yeah. the Lightning series, I mean, he had two goals. I think he had two. He had the game had winner in game five. Obviously, he had a game winner, which like kind of. Yeah, he had a game winner in that overtime game. But I will say, as a neutral observer of hockey, he was fucking asleep yeah. for the yeah. entire he, he making, regular period of that game. He, he, was, he, was he missed at least passes. three fairly open shots at goal. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, so like, and by miss, yeah, like he needs he missed the net completely. Like it didn't. It wasn't yeah. even like he shot. He, like at least get it on goal, because then you know, you know. Well, the, the old saying in hockey is, if you get it on goal, who knows what can happen? Or maybe yeah. the goalie will make a blunder, or you know, at the very least, it'll election whatever. It'll go. Uh, he'll make the save, but there's an opportunity for a rebound. Yeah. Um, he didn't even do it. He would just miss the net, and then it would go back the other way, and then there'd be an odd man rush. Uh, the missing of the net though was a chronic problem. I'd have to say with the entire team, there was a lot of missed nets, which with I some think cer- with certain exceptions, I think. We've had there were some great goals, there were some beautiful goals, but there was just there was a lot of missed opportunities, specifically in that Lightning series, and even so in the Flyer series as well. Like that Flyer series should have been closed out a lot sooner than it than it did, and that dragged on. And I think that that especially Game Six, Game Six just frustrated me tremendously in the Flyer series. It hurt. It hurt the momentum. I think going into the the Lightning series hurt game the rest. Not have been a blowout. You, you, well, you, saying, you saw the fatigue. You. It's fatigue, whatever you want to call it. They weren't beating the Lightning. Um, it wasn't happening. There was a there was very minimal chance. I mean, in hockey, any, I think anything's possible. Like I I looked at game two. If they got lucky in game two, like if they got a bounce, yeah. then if Brock scores in game six, and on the for the breakaway that he had in overtime, then that well that's a game right there. Yeah. And then it would have been tied, and then they just needed a bounce in game two. I don't know. I, I felt like it was pretty. You're right. No, you're right. Domination. You're uh, from a neutral perspective while, while watching the, the game. The Lightning were the just, better team. They it had looked the, like, yeah, it looked like in every game, in almost every situation, the Lightning were the better team. And when you have a goalkeeper that can stand on his fucking head like that. Yeah, Vasilevsky. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's not much you can do. You can just, you know, you can ask your forwards to be as good as you want them to be. but He's just so they technical, can be too. And, he has yeah. no wasted motion. He's in the perfect spot every time. His positioning was incredible. That was, that was what I took away from it. The whole team is really good. Like, there's not a bad... Like top to bottom, the depth is insane. Even without Stamkos, their their, their back end is stupid good. Yeah, between Hedman, Dona, Sergachev, and like even Shattenkirk, like it's just so good. That that also that team has also been like teasing at a Stanley Cup for years. Like they have so much going. They've gone deep in the playoffs so many times. They know what it takes. Um, they had the chip on their shoulder from the the year prior, uh, with everything going on. They played like they played amazing this year too. So it's like. It was just bound to happen. Yeah, it was a matter mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't have a hatred for them, so I really don't care. I mean, I didn't, li- I didn't like that they beat us, and I, you know, I wasn't definitely wasn't happy at the time. Uh, I mean, I think that goes without saying, but um. Well, in the moments, I think we saw, you know, like the hit with uh. Barbara oh yeah, there was Monroe some dirty hits. You know, uh, yeah. uh, except for him. Screw Brock, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I will <laughs> say, it's enjoy the cup. Never. He can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be chippy, though. I, you know, any future meetings from now on, at least for the next oh, couple of years, are going to be very, 100%. very. Well, both chippy. teams too will likely be pretty much the same. Like I, I don't see the Andres making 
that many changes. Like they're they can't. They they're, don't have the cap to do, to make the, the, the biggest changes you're going to see with the Islanders is they're just going to bring up these guys that they've had like developing, and you might see some more. Right, like Noah Dobson's going to be on, I guess, the second well, yeah. defensive line now. Trade. And Walsham, and, Walsham wants Walsham to play. Too. Well, no, mm-hmm. Dobson's going to. Well, yeah, he's going to be on the probably the third pairing defenseman because he's a defenseman, but. Right. So I heard that, I that um know. they're they're trying to get Matt. They're gonna try and make a deal for Matt Martin too. Yeah. I heard a lot. So I heard a lot of these deals are have already been on paper made, like especially the Corey Schneider signing, but it hasn't been announced yet. So right. I don't think it's official because they want to keep as much cap quiet as as not indisposed uh, open as possible. So that that reduces the likelihood of an offer sheet for the RFAs. That's what I. That's what I read was the likely uh, why they haven't announced these these deals. That the also, re-signing everyone, of Martin, the re-signing of Green, um, and the, the Schneider signing. All of them, you know, one one and a half million or less. I think Schneider's was seven hundred k, but the whole minimum. Yeah, the uh, minimum, NHL yeah. minimum contract, whatever yeah. that. I think that might be five hundred. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like it, it, so the whole point of an R an R frame match sheet is you have to match. Whoever, like, if so, let's say someone gives him Barzell a ridiculous contract, like, or offers him a ridiculous contract, like 10, 10 mil, Islanders would have to match that. And they only have eight and eight point nine mil available right now. So they're trying to keep it all as much open as much as possible. I trust Lou, um, but I think we're also making a lot of excuses as to why things haven't happened. And everyone, I know myself included, expected big things, especially with some of the players that were out there. Uh, right now we're worse. Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall of Buffalo was uh, was a surprise to me. I thought that was a cheap guy we could have picked up to, um, you know, add some depth, a really solid player. Cheap guy. He making eight mil this year or something like that. I thought, I, but I but the original talks that he was going to go for somewhere in the fives. Yeah, for like a longer longer term. Yeah, long term five year like a five mil deal. Which Dude, is- they don't have the they don't have the space for anyone. I'm sorry. Well, it's going to be also interesting to see how things develop with hockey in the coming months. I do think, like I said, I think they're aiming to start around January 1. I'm pretty sure I saw that. So that would mean that free agency would have to end soon. They'd have to get teams back in training camp by late November, early December. And then similarly with hockey, uh, with uh, basketball, excuse me, they're trying to get back on like a regular schedule so they can start back again in like mid to late October. So hopefully these moves push things toward that. But regardless... The bubble was a success in both cases. So, again, kudos to the staff of the NHL, uh, NBA, Disney, all the bubbles. That, uh, you know, they were in Toronto and Edmonton. Um, so they all did a really good job keeping the players safe. And ultimately, I'm sure they're all happy to be back home with their families. So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, big, so. I think just the, the, uh, the moral of the story of these two bits that we just did is uh, shout out to the NBA and the NHL for being the two best-run leagues in the country yes. and showing it. <laughs> uh, hey also shout out to the mlb for adopting a bubble like i mean better late than never on the, no, on the-, the mlb no 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 no. don't you fucking give them any credit after <laughs> yeah. that many teams got caught I mean, are not, you out of your I'm mind not give, i'm Get not giving them, i'm not giving them credit you're but giving better. them credit you just said shout out that means you're giving them credit for what they did <laughs> which was reactionary and not proactive and being proactive is the reason that the nba was allowed to have a playoffs but better late than never they made it through an entire season and comparative to what we're seeing going on in football entire season that's real. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> no, no, let's stop. Stop this. This is this is this is just ice cold bullshit right now. No, no. Comparative to what's going on in football, it could have been a lot worse. And then they were smart about it. It's the same number of teams that have had COVID. It's exactly the same at the moment. Yeah, but this football schedule was fucked. 
Well, yeah. Because it's just by the nature of football, the scheduling is going to be harder to do. I'm going to blame the scheduling on my fantasy team's uh, fuck-ups, by the way. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That, that is a when you really think about it. So I think we do, we do need yeah. to, to touch briefly on one of the New York teams and the other one we won't because in the words of primetime, ain't one, nobody care about the Jets. That one belongs in the ninth circle of hell. That ain't nobody one. care about the Jets. Yeah. That's so again, if you're living under a rock at this point, if you're listening and you're not paying attention to football this year, New York football is just an absolute dumpster fire right now. The dumpster fire. If I miss uh, it. The Buffalo Bills are very good. That's well, not New York. That's true. That's area. Technically, they're the only team that plays yeah, in New York. New York. That's fair. But New York metro area teams, Jets and Giants, a collective dumpster fire. Between the two teams, they have one win. The Jets just – both teams just can't get out of their own way. The Jets actually, like, they're the worst I've ever seen. This is The, like the a, Jets are actually a bad so, team. The Giants so are actually in it most of the time. Well, and then they shit in their own Giants. Pants. Don't get, don't kid yourself. Big soupy shits. Giants are a bad team. Not, don't kid yourself. But at least no. They, but they play in a terrible I, division. At least so I watch the games, it. and the game, all the games are competitive, with the exception of the 49ers game. Every single one, other than that, yeah, was close in the fourth quarter. They just Judges can't. Suck. They can't finish. Their defense has been a pleasant surprise. Adam Gase needs to be strung up by his balls in Times Square. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta leave Adam Gase because like, still, even if he were, even if that would happen, he'd still be like. <laughs> you got to keep him. He though. looks like he's constantly. There's constantly someone in front of him just exposing themselves to him. That's the look on his face. It's whole like shock and surprise. Like, oh what? shit, I'm a football coach. That's my job. I love the guy. Clearly, who, he's fucking forgotten. I love the guy who edited in like the bird or whatever it was. Did you guys see <laughs> so that? Funny. It's so fucking. Well, oh no, the fly. It's just it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a quarterback whisperer. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he's finally been that. outed as just like a shitty fucking coach, and like he, he can't... clearly wasn't the quarterback whisperer because Tannehill is now good. No, I know, but that was like everyone's like he's quarterback. Oh, whisperer. and then the example was Peyton Peyton, Peyton fucking Manning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly needed a coach to help him show to show him the way. Fuck out of here. Well, I want to quickly touch on the two quarterbacks and the quarterback situation because the reality at this point is that there is a very strong possibility that in the draft in next April the Jets and the Giants will be one and two, respectively. So if you are Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, who is expected to be the number one pick, do you want to go to either organization at this point? Because both seem just like terrible destinations. At that. The, Giants are, the Giants are a well-run organization, typically. It's been rough lately. The Jets have not been a well-run organization just, in, a, in decades. They have good ownership, but their yeah. ownership makes – I'll say that about the Giants. Maras and Tishes are, are – Good responsible owners. and good owners. They just have not been making the right GM calls. Well, I guess with Jerry Reese was had such an up and down tenure that Dave Gettleman has been a disaster. Well, he needs to be. Jerry Reese at least won two Super Bowls. Dave Gettleman, exactly. they are nine and that's why I said up and down. So the reason Jerry Reese left or, or was removed from office because of his very questionable draft picks, and that has not gotten better. And that's not, it's not really on the owner to make draft no, pick no, call it's, decisions. It's, it's, um, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they review yeah. all the potential ones before they're selected. But Gettleman's just been oh, I, even with even. In, I said at the time, especially when Daniel Jones burst into the scene last uh, the scene last year, and I still think he does have some potential. I'm not giving Definitely. up on him yet. Um, I agree. Especially yeah. in this ridiculous season. But now I'm like even more like Saquon. Saquon Barkley. Maybe that was the wrong decision because at the time I was like, oh, obviously you're going to take him, but they could have taken. Like I, I was gonna I mean, say, Darnold, Darnold was but next, I guess not. So yeah, <laughs> well, 
But, um, well, Mike, I'm actually, what do you, so if I'm one of my things about the Jets is the, the Jets are obviously could have Josh Allen. I don't think, well, yes, that's true. But I don't think you can blame the state of the Jets on Darnold. I think Darnold, the entire no. world has crumbled around him, and that's not his fault by any means. And I think he's going to be the odd man out because it's always on the quarterback to get the job done. But, I mean, what do you think? Like, what do you think of the uh, – It depends the on what they decide to do. Like, if we keep fire selling the entire team and you decide to, like – I don't know, the rumor mail is that, that uh, the Colts are, like, a possible landing spot for Darnold in a trade. Mm-hmm. If you can trade Darnold, like, prop up Joe Flacco in a, in a, with a walker for the rest of the season and lose every other game and then you want to go after that high draft pick quarterback. But so, if you're not going to get rid of Darnold – I don't know. I mean, the whole idea of the Trevor Lawrence thing, and he's acknowledged it himself, is like it's pretty distracting as a quarterback, and it's pretty bad for morale. Like, you know, that guy's not going to want to play for you anymore if the entire season the entire fan base is making Trevor Lawrence jerseys. But it's also, pretty, it's also pretty bad for fucking morale when they're 0-6. Right. Seven, yeah. Also, I've never Seven. seen, I've never seen <laughs> a career just as, as futile and dismantled as, as Joe Flacco at this point. I've never seen a quarterback <laughs> – just be unable to play the position as bad as he. Elite. Mm-hmm. If, they, if, they, if they had the like uh, the AOS percentage and it was like percentage of being a Hall of Famer and it was just like Joe Flacco's career and then the last like Broncos tenure, and there that's 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 Daniel Jones falling at the uh, twenty yard line. Joe Flacco, I know our, our resident Ravens fan on, on the pod tonight. But dare I argue that Joe Flacco was always a good quarterback, and I will use the word "good" as I mean good, not elite, not great, excellent, not great. Not fantastic. He had one very good season with a lot of great weapons and one of the best defenses in recent history. Joe Flacco is very, very elite. It is elite. Joe Flacco <laughs> is so elite. Trust me. I know all things elite. He is one. I am elite. Oh, so I don't that. <laughs> <laughs> Truly a tremendous, tremendous quarterback in the National Football League. So, so the Giants are, are – I'm going to chalk – I mean, Quan getting hurt and just – it's – it's just bad in general. There's a lot that needs to be fixed. I, w- I would have thought, like, thought they're – The Giants are a dumpster fire. The Jets are like a, a cruise liner that's actively on fire, like very on fire. Like, like, like there's so many more like problems. there's a chance with a dumpster fire that someone could come in with a fire extinguisher and could put yeah. it out. But yeah, no that, that, that fire extinguisher is the fact that the NFC sucks and that you guys could miraculously like win six games and possibly win a division. That's the thing. If the Giants go on a two-game win streak there in first Eagles, place. they would be – they would be t- almost. Would they be tied they'd, first place? They'd be tied. They would be tied. They'd be, no, they would be like a half game back or something like that because the Eagles technically tied. Yeah, they have. Uh, a, yeah, true. The Eagles are but that, two four. That is mind boggling. So they should have beaten the Eagles, obviously. But Evan Ingram decided um, he had money on the Eagles yet uh, on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Mm-hmm. Dropped Evan, Evan Ingram in fantasy. Just dropped him. Didn't even waste my time trying to trade him. You shouldn't have. Well, I, I um, think I also, what we'll do, so we don't spend too, too much time on football, we'll, we'll come back and do like a full analysis of the Giants and Jets, kind of more just in the middle of the season, see where things are at. It, and overall, with the state of the NFL, injuries galore this year. I think unlike any time we've ever seen before, the amount of injuries that we've seen is insane. You know, Odell just pick, tore his ACL today. Odell tore his ACL. Yeah. If you watched the Giants game last week, Jack Prescott tore his ankle in half. No, he, that, he, I would like to, to give, as Giants fans, I would, I would like to extend my best wishes to Dak Prescott that, in this very sincere way because that is a very rough injury. He is a good guy. He just mm-hmm. happens to play for a team that I don't fucking like. 
He's a good guy. He's a good football player. And as of today, actually, a week after he got hurt, he is still the leading passer in the NFL. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks after. Two weeks after he got hurt. He's still the leading passer oh, in the NFL. God. Dak is Dak. I know what we've shit on Dak for, and we're said he's not worth forty million. You, Dak, listen, you're still not worth Which forty he's not. million. But all, <laughs> all you know, that, all the best, and hope well you have wishes. a speedy recovery, and and that you know you're able to play, do all this electrifying crap, just not against the Giants. Oh again. God, no! Jets highlights just came on halftime. What highlights? Uh... <laughs> there are no highlights. They should be lowlights. That's what it should be labeled as. Right. Yeah, it, Jets, it was good to see. It was Sam Darnold getting picked. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's Bill's so highlight. Which, uh, so which high, which week uh, of the, all, every single week? Yeah, that <laughs> they which, show which like twenty billion interceptions. Mm-hmm. Was oh, it's good to um, see. Uh, props to uh, Andy Dalton uh, in solidarity. Oh. Also getting. Um, yeah, I, I hope again. I hope, I hope he has a speedy recovery because the well again Dallas sucking is wonderful, but they have a seventh round. I it's believe joyous news. Joyous seventh news. Seventh round pick who is their third string quarterback who. The, the look of surprise on his face when he had to put that helmet on was a mixture of, I'm going to get to start, I'm going to get to play in the NFL, and oh shit, I have to play in the NFL. I'm going to fucking die, yeah. No, you, yeah. You, have to, like, you have to think a little bit that those guys occasionally have the whole, like, maybe I'm Tom Brady and I'm the next best thing. Like, that kind of mentality a little bit. Like, and then no, it's like, oh shit, my QBR was think, like yeah, 70 yeah. in college. Yeah, and I was just shocked. I think, I think they very much understand they're a third-string NFL quarterback, and they're going to sit there and make a nice living for six years and then retire. Yes, yeah, so, so there's been unprecedented amount of injuries so far this year, especially to high-profile guys, like we said. COVID's been a problem initially with the NFL as well. There are five teams that have had cases or outbreaks. Notably, the Titans had 11 total uh, players test positive uh, within a period of five days. So they are back on the mend at least – but it created, like, as Mike said before, a major scheduling problem that I think they're still tinkering with and trying to figure out to get everyone to 17 games or 16 yeah. games, excuse me. So we'll have to see. And I have football. This point is, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, kind still of up in the air because, you know, we're, we're still very much in. <laughs> it's still going on. It's still pretty early in the season. There's plenty of opportunity for players to do dumb, stupid shit and get COVID and give more mm-hmm. people COVID and. I mean, I, th- I think you would, you would think they would be more careful after what happened to the Red Sox pitcher, uh, you know, developing this condition that, where he may never play sports again. No, there is. There, there is a case of that. The, um, the starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the guy that they basically cut like Leonard Fournette for, um, mm-hmm. Rayquell something, he has complications due to COVID. They were talking about that. And he's not going to play for the rest of the year after like a, like a moderate case. Uh, Jeez. It, it really comes down to good for it. The, the, the bubbles, man. I mean, they worked. They worked perfectly. Baseball is going to be able to say that they did a good enough job. And okay, maybe you did, but you also happen to be a sport with a 60 game season where you can move some things around and play double headers. Football doesn't have that luxury. So, I mean, to, another outbreak on two teams in not the same division could fuck everything up. Oh yeah. So I, I, it's wait and see. I think it'll happen. I've been saying, I, I agree. To you I guys when we too. first you know, talked about uh, previewing the NFL season, I did not think we were gonna get a full season this year. I I'm shocked we got as far as we have. Mm-hmm. I think I'm our over under was like seven weeks. So this is our over under. I believe it was six. Yeah. And I, I took the under, which I mean, I'll hammer the over. Still. Do you think it's if the moral of the story there, but do you think if it happens late enough, they just cancel the season and then like start the playoffs? Yes. 
Well, I heard that, well they, they've canceled everything. Like they've canceled all the like uh, incidental shit along the way, Pro Bowl, um, stuff okay, like well, that. Regular season games are not. Well, what I'm saying the they, Pro Bowl. They're, they're what they're doing is they're creating like a fluid date for Super Bowl and playoff possibilities. Like they're going to be able to move the later playoff games in and out a little bit to accommodate whatever mid-season crap happens. Where is the Super Bowl supposed to be this year? Uh, Jackson. No, um, Tampa Bay. The governor of Florida is like, we're having people. So I know. Yeah, all, all, they're all back at full capacity. All three uh, Florida teams are back at full yeah, Tampa Bay. capacities. At full the capacity? Ron DeSantis said all the NFL teams can go back to the full stadium capacity as of last week. Or is, or is it um, is team policy, though? Not gonna, oh, yeah, the, the, the teams can say, like, oh, we want yeah. to keep it at 50%. Like yeah, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. You guys have the right if you want to go back to full. Which capacity. means the NFL for the Super Bowl will say, yeah, this it'll full capacity. Be completely packed. The, go- the governor of Florida was already like, this, this stadium is going to be full. I want it to be full for the Super Bowl. Yep. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it was very nice of the Jets to uh, not allow any of us to remove themselves from contention. <laughs> <Yeah. somewhere. laughs> In protest, the Giants will also not show up. You know, the only the only downside to this though is like we probably could have gotten really cheap tickets to a like a, a decent game like a one o'clock game just tailgate the shit out of it get drunk and like not care because you only spent twenty bucks on a seat to go see the Jets. The well, after this year, the Jets are only going to be twenty dollars anyway. So wow, <laughs> accurate. All right. Well, in the interest of time, I think we'll come back to football at a later date when we also have Tom on the podcast so we can rip into the. Uh, Ravens a little bit, even though they're five and one, so there's not much to rip into. But I want to quickly touch on baseball as well because it's the last sport that we always talk about in the podcast, and they're coming down the home stretch of their 60 game season and the uh, expanded playoffs as well. So we're down to Game Six of the World Series. It's the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays, which, Do you want the based on the season standards, they were the two best teams this year. So kind of makes sense that they're playing for the title at the end. Dodgers are up three games to two. So it's been a really good series so far, though. Really, really entertaining. Game four ending yeah. was insane. I was with you guys watching that. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, it was very weird. Freaking nuts. But uh, overall, I, I put my hand up. I didn't think baseball was going to make it all the way through either. And as of Sunday, they'll – or as of, excuse me, Wednesday, they'll make it through their whole seasons of, you know, hats off to them. Mm-hmm. They did well enough to get through it. But what do you guys think? Who's going to come out top? Is it going to be the Dodgers or are the Rays going to pull out the last two games? Look, to, look, to, look for the Rays to force a game eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's just got to kind of give it to the edge to the Dodgers a little bit. Their, their pitching has been a little bit more consistent. Their hitting has been a little bit more consistent. Um, Kershaw has been good. Kershaw, Kershaw has been, a 2.89 ERA. He's pitched 30 innings, and he has looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Redeeming. And I think John, I mean, John Smoltz made a really good point on the Fox broadcast the other night where he said that he's no longer the guy. He has people to help him now. He has other really good starters that are there. Bueller. 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 Uh, he's he's <laughs> in tight pants. Yeah, it's Walker Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. Um, with his May. tight pants, which are far too tight. Dustin Bueller. May. I mean, uh, Mookie Betts is, is playing well. Uh, it, they're – they're they're going to be a very hard team to beat, I think. And at, truly, as as a Yankee fan, I would love for the Dodgers to win the World Series because it gets it out of the fucking way. Mm-hmm. They need to win a World Series. That's going to be the narrative until they win the World Series. I just don't want it to be oh, it's everyone, it's the Dodgers, and the Dodgers deserve, and the Dodgers need. Yes, they do deserve after all these years of their trips to the World Series. 
so I'd like to see them win it. I have no malice to them in any way. They truly are a team that exists in my mind. And I would love to see the Rays not win the World Series. I think you're I would just, love you're, you're just love salty. You're I'm just very salty, the and they're a bunch of fucking assholes. I yeah, will they say, are pieces of shit. Yeah, they're all pieces of shit, all of them. And I just can't – I don't know. Listen, the, the Yankees played very well. They, the Rays beat them fair and square, and – I will be the salty Yankees fan who will all Mike, I'll say the cliche for you in an 162 game season. The New York Yankees are a better team than the Tampa Bay Rays period done. End of story. Mm-hmm. So I texted you that game. actually after they lost. Yeah. I said yeah. in, in a regular year, the Yankees are the better team. That's just it. Over, just fact, over another hundred games. The Yankees, the Rays will not be able to keep that pace up. And we, yeah. we talked, and we talked about this. Maybe it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's better because you want your team to win. Obviously, but like if As you're gonna Yankees win, fan, let all it. I would hear is twenty-seven and a half. Exactly, and I don't want to hear that. I want another full-fledged title, and no one wants it with the asterisk. And granted, the Dodgers, no one's gonna say that there was an asterisk because they <laughs> the are just Dodgers. an incredible team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, and and one well, and one could argue that you know that's that's their like their rightful championship, especially when it comes to um, the, like Astros. the Astros. You know, the cheating. Yeah, it's still, it's still more feasting. valid than the Astros. From from Houston, Texas. It's, it definitely is more valid than the Astros championship. I think we'll we'll all agree on that. Definitely. I also yeah. would like to shout out to Aaron Judge and uh, what commercial is that for? Where they ask him, "What does this word say?" And it's oh, Subway or yeah, something. It's Subway. What does this word say? And he goes, "Houston." <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Really whoever wrote that. that commercial, promotion, promotion, several. <laughs> Great commercial. I want to quickly go back to the Yankees. So what – I don't think, again, it's a fair representation of the team as a whole this year. But yeah. the fact remains that they lost in a five-game series to the Rays because – I would say because of pitching. Pitching. pitching so yeah. do you guys agree that even though they just showed out this ridiculously big contract to Garrett Cole, that that has to be their focus still moving forward? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I think it's, it's similar if you look at the, the CC contract – we gave CC Sabathia a fucking shitload of money when they signed him at first. And he was one of a few good pitchers. At the time, they had a very good staff with Andy Pettit, you know, and aging aces. We don't have that now. And I, I, you just – you need to, to get two more pitchers, one, one, one more really good pitcher. Let this kid Debbie develop. Tanaka is going to be fairly consistent until he decides to well, retire. Well, that's like that's the big question. Like, what do you do with Tanaka? Like, do you let you Tanaka walk? Tanaka is not going to walk to another MLB team. He's not. He's going to go back overseas if he if he wants to. But I don't know. He he enjoys playing for the Yankees. He said in multiple interviews he he likes the MLB, and I think a guy like that with with that you know, coming from the, that culture is a lot more content to sit there and be a team player and doesn't need to be a superstar. Right. I just think that, that you see that out of a lot of these guys that come over from Japan, they're, they're ready to help the team and they're not, I need to be the king. I need to be the superstar. I need to be the face of everything. And especially at this point in his career when he, when he just isn't. So yeah, I think you got to keep him as your fourth pitcher, sign somebody big and, and you know, hope, and, hope Debbie pans out. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of upside. Like, even watching him pitch, what was it, game four? He did, he did really well. Yeah. Um, you need somebody else, though. You need Burn Jay Happ. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So now the decision is going to have to be made by the Yankees. Do you either let Tanaka go? Do you let uh, Paxton go? And the free agent market is not 
No, it's not good. Huge free uh, starting pitcher. Excuse me. It's it's Bauer who's going to be who everyone wants to be a Met baby. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> one can dream again. Stroman is another guy, but I know he's kind of on bad terms with the Yankees right now because he said a lot of bad shit about the Yankees. Well, okay, exactly. and again, Marcus Stroman is has no nothing to stand on because he literally stopped playing this season. He just didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it and I believe personally, maybe this is me being a you know angry Met fan, but I don't think he played because he didn't want to potentially suck and lose money in in this this year. Yeah, like I think that's fair. No, I yeah. think that's one hundred percent fair. I think that's that's probably a pretty legitimate like right. he cited yeah, COVID I mean, concerns, but it's definitely that he just has an ego and he wants to get paid. Yeah, so I'm here for it. Yeah, that's I, I guess you said you have a short you have a short lifespan and you need to. Need to cash in on that. Yeah, but keep no, your mouth of shut. course, of course. But keep like, your mouth shut. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. Number one. I don't know. I just I, I don't like that. It's, it feels so disingenuous to me. But a team that would pay you, like a team that would pay you, like a decent amount of money. You know, the, like the if I'm the PR? Mets now, like I would offer Stroman the qualifying offer, and then if he leaves, which he probably will, we'll get a uh, draft pick out of it. But I don't want to sign him long term. I don't see a need to it. He but. wasn't like elite as a Met. No, I was like, we need him back. I mean, the pitch, the pitching was dog shit this year, so maybe that's a reason to go a little bit more. But yeah, well, they'll have Syndergaard back next year, and you yeah. know, I also think the Yankees people. getting Paxton back after his surgery might be big because you know he could be he could be good again, he could be dog shit again. You're gonna need to to try because when pa- James yeah. Paxton is on, James Paxton, oh, he's unbelievable. On. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> so I think you got to keep him around, and maybe next year yeah. it should be Cole insert sign starter here, Debbie Garcia, Tanaka, or Tanaka Garcia, and then the five, and, you know. Not Montgomery? Um, eh. Montgomery needs to be in the bullpen because when he starts games, I get nervous. Make him a long reliever, yeah. Uh, they also, the Yankees really don't have that. I mean, if you look at them in the playoffs, they, they had a couple games where they would have needed someone to go a few innings, and it, instead of going a few innings, they had four pitchers pitch four innings. Right. I also think that Aaron Boone needs to get his goddamn motherfucking shit together and stop overmanaging the pitching changes. Yeah. Um, pulling Debbie after one inning made no sense, especially when Hap comes in and gets lit the fuck up. Uh, yeah, that, it, that, was it, uni- that was universally condemned in the baseball world. So It was a bad decision, and I, I think that he needs to understand you got one more season, Booney. You do that shit again, no Yankees fan's going to want you around. And the fans don't want you around, Cashman won't keep you around. I don't know. I don't know if you, you – you put him on that side. He's still very, very good. He's uh, a manager with one of the best teams on base in baseball on paper. Yeah, but he's also he's I, the the level of injury. Like I was, we were talking about the other day that the percentage of money that was lost over the course of the season to injury, like you have to say he's he lost like half of his team. Like okay, I don't care. The Yankees have the best farm system in the majors. You're pulling from one to one. This team is going to be good no matter whether or not people are hurt. He needs to not make these stupid decisions at critical moments. Yeah, it's and, not and that he's the, fucking up during the year, but it's that when it counts, he's making a really dumb fucking choice. Two years in a row. Yeah. It's really I, hard to overlook that. But because you, know, you can get a manager that can manage him for 162 games. That's fine. And sit on his ass in the World Series. But you're, you're criticizing that he's overmanaging the pitching. But unfortunately, the pitching is a problem. Like, our bullpen was not great this year. It was not what it was in the past. Your starting pitching was spotty at best. Even Cole had plenty of moments where he got fucking rocked by a couple teams over the course of the year. And that's he the never guy. got rocked. He never got rocked. He gave up, he gave up 
two home runs yeah. in one game. Was, yeah, rocked for Cole is like giving up two or three runs. Like, yeah, <laughs> which is which is two bad pitches. Right. But he, which but is had, not well, first first innings. You can't yeah. defend what he's done in these dumb decisions that he's made in these games. That's the problem. It's like it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And what the fuck was that? There's yeah. just there needs to be consistency in his decision making, and there just isn't right now. And again. I really don't care how good you are. This is New York. This is a team. We might only have this team for two more years. We need to win now, not next year. Now. If you cut the, if you trim the fat, you'll have much more longevity in this team. Bundle Gary, John Carlo, get them the hell out yeah, of here. Right to John, right to win. Well, yeah. Gary needs to, Gary needs to be gone. John Carlo, I'm fine keeping around to DH for now. It's not the end of the world. I was like, no, no one's gonna take that contract either. No, no, he's he's uh, a Yankee. For one. He's a Yankee. That is a contract. brutal contract. That no one's yeah. taking that contract. Ever no. GMs across the league have been. He's been shopped around. Last year they shopped him around, and the people he was left out of the room. Now that the Dodgers have Mookie, that's not happening either. He's not going yeah. to LA. So, so he, you got to get rid of Gary. You got to back up the Brinks truck for fucking Luki and DJ and Gio and and Glaber. And uh, you got to give Clint a nice contract. He's not quite deserved a big one, Judge, yet, but he gets Judge a nice needs contract. contract soon. Um, a lot of people need contracts. I also think there's a level of yeah. There's it's it's Brian Cashman. The Yankees. It's, there's also a level of yeah. They also there's a level of loyalty too with those guys. Yeah, there, there's a level of loyalty. Yeah, but they've between, also been very open to the fact that they want to cut the payroll. Yeah, being op- no, being but, open is telling the players to expect it. Because if they weren't open about it, they were doing it behind closed doors, then the players might not respect that decision. Yeah, but there's still a lot of guys here that that should look to cash in a little bit. I mean, some there we're a quote-unquote young team, and there's a lot of guys that have come up, but some of these guys aren't that young. Like, they've been I guess around it's, before. It's a, do you want to cash in like Mike Trout, or do you want to win a World Series? I'm sorry, but if I'm a baseball player, I don't need the 12-year, $400 million deal. I want the ring. You can make your money. You can figure it out. You got people around you. You got agents. You got a billion fucking things you can do. If you're personal, you can go be a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. You can always make your money. You cannot always win the ring. And I think that that is going to be huge in keeping some of these deals down. Yeah. And you would hope that guys, if they're going to stay on, like John Carlo might like restructure to free up some cap space and stuff like that. Like you, you would hope that you know the team as a collective would want to try and all – work together to get the best team on the field. Yeah, it so. seems like the clubhouse is, is, is great. I mean, they, they all seem to be just like to be get along really well. And then, the, you know, they, they pull out of stupid shit and pranks on each other. And yeah, it just seems like it's a, it's a good team. And I think that's another thing. Like it's, it's hard to leave a good team. It's really easy to leave a good team that has a toxic environment, mm-hmm. but the, that's not what's the, you know, the case right now. Doesn't so seem I, the case, you know, we got to say now. no. Yeah. There's no, of all indications. That's not the case, yeah. but um yeah, so hopefully they'll be back next year. I'll probably throw some money on them to win the World Series. Well, we'll definitely. Why not? Similar to football, I'm sure we'll do a whole revisit of the Mets and Yankees specifically, kind of dive into what they need yeah. to do this offseason to take that next step. The Mets, on a final note, are taking that a big step in that direction on, I think, Thursday or Friday this week. Stevie Cohen, baby. Uncle Stevie Cohen is officially going to be approved as a new Mets owner. And I'm going to fucking cry of happiness. It's going to be amazing. I hope, I heard, I heard I hope DeLazio vetoes it. I hope DeLazio vetoes it. He's not going to. He, he came out today and said that it looks like it's going to be okay. So mm-hmm. that – unless somehow he, DeLazio is going to be a biggest asshole in the history of the world and change his narrative, which 
wouldn't put past them, but I'm no. optimistic that it's going to happen. So it sounds like the only reason they built that in was to allow for the city to, um, if it was like a major corporation or if there were any weird issues with the business and or entity buying the team, that was mm -hmm. why they built it in, not to just let him do it. So it does, there, I think there is probably a reasonableness clause written into there that he can't just be like, no, I don't like that motherfucker. Cause that's ludicrous. <laughs> like that's right. I, I heard a rumor that, that, that the owners were prepared. I heard a rumor that the owners were prepared to uh, not approve a potential A-Rod J-Lo deal. Yeah. No, the, the story today was that the owners, uh, there's 24, 25 of them that are going to approve Steve Cohen, uh, but they do not have the 23 necessary mm -hmm. if it were to have been the A-Rod J-Lo group because they don't think A-Rod would have been a good yep. figurehead. Just an observation. Interesting. Yeah. But either way, lots of optimism. It's also, hard to, turn, it's also hard to turn down a guy who's going to put billions of dollars into the sport. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but had that, it been J-Lo and A-Rod, but I think they would have done it because there would have been a lot of pressure because that would have made J-Lo the first female, also like the first Latina, um, like, executive. Mm -hmm. uh, first Latinx person, the first, first person of any Latino descent, male or female, on the sports team. But also yeah. female. She'd be the first female and the first yeah. Latinx. Yeah. Um, so it'd be like a really good face for the game, too. And she's 50 and relevant. Mm -hmm. So clearly she knows how to build some kind of an empire. <laughs> That's all I'll all say right. about that. But here's, um, but here's yeah, what I'll say. I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound like I'm hating on advancement. I'm all for you know, <laughs> women and and it was wrong. No, it was the not world. the right. It the team right. would have still sucked. So. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, the team is still yeah. going to suck. Let's not. Uh, yeah, you guys, you need to understand. This is five years. Let's chill. Yeah. Before before you're contending for titles. You ever see? Um, Again. No, you'll you win the East a few times. The Big Short uh, with Christian Bale's firm. Oh yeah, like mm -hmm. where like it's the big losses, big losses, big losses, and yep. at the end she writes like eight hundred percent on the board. That's gonna be the Mets, except for it's gonna be like plus ten percent at the end. It's gonna be like a Robin Hood traders wet dream. But other than that, like <laughs> it's also the the NL East, so it's not like they have that far to rise. All they really need to do is beat the Nationals. It's uh, a good division. That's Braves, Braves, the Braves are fantastic. Braves are very good. Every single team is is going to be competitive next year. Every yeah, the, Mar the Marlins surprised everybody. Marlins year, are going to be good. The Braves are going to be good. The Phillies are going to be good. Nationals are hard. The Phillies are going to be. Uh, they'll get there, but not they never finish, that far. They finished higher than the Mets did this year. Well, yes, a, 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 a koala with two arms finished higher than the Mets did this year. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I'm super optimistic about everything. They're bringing an analytics department. Brody Van Wagenen is leaving. Fucking Jeff Wilpon had his goodbye call with the employees today. I, it's it's just it's a great it's a great time. That's does all. Does he get a goodbye call? Like, does he deserve one? I mean, fuck no. But good riddance call. <laughs> it's yeah. literally a good riddance call. Like, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Call. I hope the door but... hits him in the ass on the way out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on that, um, I think that'll do it for our return to the podcast and return to sports episode. Really a lot to uh, uncover today, and we still have a lot to go through as the weeks continue to progress with football and all the off-season stuff happening. So we'll certainly do another one soon. But before we head off for the evening, everyone's going to get a closing statement, as always. So everyone has one line to wrap up our conversation today. So I'll go in order of how I'm seeing you guys on the Zoom screen, and I'll start with Mike. Uh, this was fun. Uh, it was, we took a nice little break. We will be back 
Um, might not be all of us all the time, but we will definitely be back. We'll do it. We're going to be doing things. We like hearing ourselves talk. We hope you do too. So uh, thanks for sticking with us guys. Kyle to you. So yeah, it's, it's fun to be back. I'm, I'm happy that we're, we're committing back to doing this. Uh, there'll be sports. There'll be nonsense. There'll be plenty of fun. We'll be putting plenty of things into the box, into the Indiana Jones esque warehouse. Um, Dan and I have discussed, we will be doing an unboxing episode of all oh, yeah. the sheerly ridiculous crap that we've said. It may be several episodes because there's been a lot. A lot. But it's going to be a lot of fun. We really enjoy doing this. You know, please like, please subscribe, interact with us on, on social media. And if you got any crazy ideas, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if, what guests we can bring on and, and who we can get around. And until then, stay safe, stay safe, wear a mask, participate in democracy, the whole nine yards. Do it all. And Rep uh, Representative Republic. Pat, what's your closing statement? The FDA warrant, uh, issued a warning today about black licorice for Halloween. Oh, no. It tastes like shit. <laughs> I endorse that. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. Candy corn, too? Candy corn's just stupid. Shut up. Well, quickly, for me, just again, week of celebration for Mets fans. I hope you guys all are going to be joining me in celebration when the official announcement comes through. I'm going to certainly be trying to pop a bottle of champagne or something because it's been 20 years of just absolute misery. So the fact that it's finally coming to the end is it's just so wonderful. So we deserve it, guys. Mets fans, we deserve it. And to Kyle's point, obviously very important day coming up next week. Please vote. Let your voice be heard. Everyone knows how important this election is. Don't just sit idly by. Make sure that you give your vote. So that's all right we'll finish there. <laughs> thank you guys as always for listening thank you guys like i said at the beginning for putting up with us with this little break like mike said we're going to be trying to put out a bunch of new stuff uh and really try and commit to doing at least an episode a week so really appreciate it if you guys could like and subscribe we're on apple podcast spotify anywhere you can find your podcasts interact with us on social media like us on twitter like us on instagram like us on youtube and if you guys have any ideas or stuff you want to hear from us, please DM us. Let us know what you want to talk about. We're open to any and all suggestions. So, And with that, we will catch you guys on the next one. Thoughts for Mike's OnlyFans. This year for Halloween, I dress up in a birthday suit. <laughs> Peace out. Uh, that will no doubt be the scariest of the costumes. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Type of licorice. <laughs>